Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. We are now on chapter six of What Alice Found, and we've like made some progress with this mysterious stranger. <laughs> you know, the mysterious stranger. The Tangram stranger. I suppose that's true enough. <laughs> Every episode, we have guests come on to play through an escape room that Danny has just created in her mind. It exists only as an audio escape room. And you can play them at home as well. All the notes that Danny uses to run this room are freely available in the show notes below. Uh, this episode, uh, we have two new guests. We have uh, B and Tracy from The Broadswords. Hi. Hi. Hello, hello. <laughs> Uh, welcome to the show. Now, B, we've done one piece of sort of media creation together, which is uh, you were part of the Arium stream that we that we played, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. where I played a sociopathic, uh, psychotic um, individual, and you wore a lot of sweaters. I did wear a lot of sweaters. Uh, that is the same game uh, for people who have been listening through this entire arc that we played with PG as well, who was on chapter two of uh, of, of what Alice found. And that was so much fun. Um, and you and Tracy, you're both part of the Broadswords, which is, do you want to give a, a rundown of what that show is? Uh, yeah. Tracy, do you want to? Or I do it 100% have a speech prepared because I say this every single day of my life. Please do. Please. I would like to hear your speech, please. <laughs> I'll autopilot this. Uh, yes, the Broadswords. Uh, they are a uh, non-binary and women D&D 5e actual play podcast where we explore ghosts, god packs, and... Uh, Solving zero mysteries because the broads are not great at actually solving anything, which is really what I appreciate that you invited us here for. Our DM gave us one puzzle and we took so long on it that she just gave up and gave us the very obvious clue that had to give it away. It was Um, like an entire episode to solve this one dungeon puzzle. It took us three episodes to get through the dungeon. Uh, So be prepared. A tiny well, dungeon. To the, it was so the small. Four-hour special episode of Escape This Podcast. Uh, <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully you'll do you'll do better with some puzzles today because uh, you won't have any dice to roll. You won't have any broadswords to <laughs> swing. I'm assuming I'm assuming all broadswords have broadswords. Fun That's fact: the one weapon of choice. Not a single one of us have a broadsword. Ridiculous. That comes up more often than you'd think. It's People true. are so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so obviously, uh, puzzles are, are not hugely the focus of the broadswords. But do either of you have any sort of uh, escape room experience outside of that? I've done two escape rooms, and the first one, I vaguely remember, we broke something in the room. <laughs> <laughs> so, I feel like this is not a great start for me. On the plus side, unlikely that that's going to be a problem here. That's true, <laughs> but you'd be surprised. We'll find a way. (laughs) Uh, I have zero escape room experience. Really? Um, I know of it. The end. No escape room experience. Can't do puzzles. This seems like the perfect show for for you to flex your skills. I'm so sorry. This is going to be a weird introduction to them. (laughs) Yes, this will be an odd escape room to start with. Um, But the other aspect of this show is it's escape rooms mixed with tabletop role-playing, and clearly you have a lot of tabletop role-playing experience. What is, what is the sort of breadth and depth of your tabletop role-playing experience? Quite a lot. I mean, we do, of course, you know, we do the Broadswords, which is a and d podcast, but through, you know, the Broadsword streams and other guest streams, um, I've had the chance to play quite a few amazing other systems. So I've only been playing uh, tabletop games since we started the podcast three years ago, but I've been playing them nonstop since. 
Nice. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, my answer is identical. I play a tabletop game every single day of the week. Uh, so that's where oh. I'm at. Wow. Sometimes two, like today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wonderful. Well, I'm sure the excessive experience in one column will balance out the other, and you'll you'll be just sort of somewhere sitting in the middle. Yeah. (laughs) I'd be happy with that. (laughs) Wonderful. Um, All right, Danny, are we good to jump straight into the room? All right. Sorry to put you through this, the note says, but... It's the only way to ensure the cameras are where we want them. Well, that's all well and good for a note to say. It doesn't have to go through with this. Flustered, you scrunch it up and move to throw it on the floor, but you restrain yourself. Wouldn't do you any good if someone found it. You are in the fanciest, most expensive clothing you've ever worn in your life. When you and Blake went shopping for your outfits, it couldn't have been more exciting. You complained about why it wasn't socially acceptable to wear it at casual gatherings or while lying around the house. It was so formal yet comfortable. Well, I mean, that's what big money gets here. Now, though, everything feels tight. You're sweaty, even though it's been a cool and rainy morning, and you're trying desperately not to let any part of your attire touch the ground because you're huddled up inside a porta potty. A, a porta potty at your wedding? Now, you didn't order a porta potty, and neither did Blake, and yet here it is at your intimate outdoor ceremony. You suspect your mystery friend may have sent it over on your behalf, and a good thing they did, because you you just know there are cameras everywhere, even if you can't see them. Everywhere except right in here. In here, you can plan your escape without being spied on. You consider the last, vague part of the note. Give yourself the chance to get to our meeting spot unseen. Don't let anyone see what you're doing. Don't let them see you at all. Keep the focus on anything but you. Then, to make sure you can get out free, finish off with something big. Every single camera in town is on this event. All you need to do is blind them. Just a few days ago, you never thought you'd be working to sabotage your own wedding, Blake will be crushed. Uh, Wait, no, Blake will not be crushed because Blake doesn't really exist. For all you know, that's just a character name. This wedding means nothing. It's okay to destroy it. Oh, that's hard to say. You think about what's waiting for you outside, and this is where you can start to draw a map. Of the square of parkland that you've reserved and roped off for this wedding, this porta potty sits in the bottom right corner. Originally, this was just the grassy spot where people were supposed to mingle and the presence of a toilet hasn't really stopped them, so right outside is a small crowd of happy guests. Running all the way up and down through the centre is a red carpet, which leads to an arch at the very top. The arch has a box of fireworks sitting just by its base. In the corner to the left of the arch, so diagonally opposite the porta potty there's a big circular platform where the band is all set up and ready to play. And off in the top right corner is a stand with your yet-to-be-signed wedding certificate on it. Alright, now below all of those is a long single row of chairs for guests to sit on during the ceremony. They almost form like a line that cordons off the front third from the middle and back thirds. So about a third of the way down is this row of chairs. 
Now, at the very back, in line with your porta potty, in the left corner, there is a big box with electronic equipment in it belonging to the sound engineer in charge of the band stuff. Just to the left of where the red carpet starts is a stand with a sign-in sheet on it. Either a nice wedding guest book or a COVID sign-in sheet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And now in the middle section, so above the porta potty and electronics, but below the line of chairs, there are some larger fixtures. To the left of the red carpet, there is a big tent where all of the presents are being kept. And to the right of the carpet is an enormous food table. Oh, and another small thing. Sitting on the floor between the food table and the backs of the chairs, uh, there's a basket of flower petals. Now, great. That's all well and good. Very little of it is probably going to help you, especially in here. So you're going to have to think hard. All right. I don't know what smells worse. Is it the porta potty or my armpits right now? Why am I so sweaty? <laughs> <sighs> Why are these clothes so tight and so uncomfortable and so sweat producing? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like we've got our feet on top of the, to the porta potty, risking falling <laughs> in. But this, this position's pretty good. We got our hands on the outside of the wall. Our hands are quite slippery. And there's a texture on the inside of this porta potty that doesn't really feel right, but I'm too afraid to check what it is. Is it just, I guess, question for me to you. Is it slimy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> we'll be dunking our hands. It's not quite what you want. <laughs> In a bowl of hand sanitizer. It's next to that sign-in sheet, no doubt. Yeah, naturally. Okay, I do have a question. Sometimes porta-potties have, like, little windows up high. Does this have some sort of window where we can maybe survey the crowd, see what they're up to? It does not have a little window, uh, but what you do see... There is the built-in toilet, little built-in sink, built-in paper towel dispenser. There are a couple of interesting things that you notice when you try to sort of look for a window. One is that the main door itself, which obviously you have locked, uh, the hinges of it, there's a little gap near one of the hinges, so you could poke an eye through there to take a look around. Not exactly a window, but probably good enough. Also, the, the bit of wall right under where the sink is attached Something a little bit strange about the way it looks. And you kind of notice as, you know, you're testing the sliminess of the walls, you press against it, it actually pops open as if it's a secret door so that you could get out without needing to use the main one, should that be relevant. A secret porta potty door. I don't feel like this is acceptable. Huh. <laughs> I hope it's a one-way door. I yeah. really, really hope. You yeah. hope this was customized, especially for this situation and not just in regular production. Yes. Um, I want to take a look through this little, this little, I guess, keyhole would be the best word I can think for it, mm. uh, to see if I can analyze the crowd, see how invested they are in each other. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the most that you see outside, you do see a lot of the guests. They're only feet away. They're all chatting in their little clumps. You can't really make out their conversations from in here. And the bigger problem is that you know that if you just walk out of this porta potty, they are so close. They're going to see you. They're going to mob you. If they've got cameras on their person, which they may well have, it's going to be all focus on you. You are the main character at this wedding. You can, behind them, 
get a bit of a look at some other things. Obviously, from a distance, you won't be able to see a crazy amount of detail, but you can get a bit of an idea of how things are going. Is the little cubbyhole, like, are we going to have to get on our hands and knees and, like, hike up the dress and, like, wrap it around our torso? A little bit, yeah. 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 How, how are we feeling about this? I... These uh, these are beautiful pantyhose, and I don't want to get holes in them. But also, this <laughs> wedding isn't real. I just look so heckin' cute, so it's so hard to decide. Um, I have a question. Is the band playing yet? Uh, yeah, so you look over at the band. You hired your favorite local band for this wedding. They're called Scott and the King Solvers. Thank you, Patreon donor Scott King Solver. You heard that they did amazing wedding music. And so, yeah, are they playing at the moment? Eh, well, nothing's really meant to be happening, like at least until Blake gets here. But um, they are doing a warm-up. Uh, one of them not trying very hard. You see that one of them is smoking. And if this were a real wedding, you would have a word with him about that. Uh, and while doing this warm-up, Scott, the singer, he has his phone on a music stand in front of him. And he's staring at it pretty intently as if he is waiting for something while he hums his scales. Waiting, or is he recording another one of those really unimpressive TikToks that he keeps doing? Okay. I feel like our best chance of escape from the situation is wait until there's something to distract the crowd, and then I think we need to sacrifice the pantyhose for the greater good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that might be yeah. best. Um, I do That's... have my heart set on fire. Those fireworks, we could just light yes. everything up. We can light the chairs on fire. We can light the arch on fire. I'm sure that red carpet is very flammable, too. <laughs> I'm immediately thinking of this, like, this very much gave me vibes of that level in Left for Dead, where you have to, like, set off the fireworks while they play the really loud music. Yes. <laughs> so I'm kind of hoping that when we set the fireworks off that the band's going to be playing at the same time, but it's not, you know, more for the ambience than anything. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. so apparently I need to play more Left for Dead. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> not what I thought this room would ever be compared to. <laughs> Zombie apocalypse? No? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that definitely feels like a good idea. You need something that's going to distract this crowd, and then, for better or for worse, you can sneak out of here. But unfortunately, nothing seems to be happening out there to distract them. Everything's going perfectly. Can we text Scott to be like, play music, if he's staring Ooh. at his phone? That feels like it would be a great idea, but you don't have your phone on you. No pockets? Of course there's really? no pockets. Fancy <laughs> clothes with wear. pockets. <laughs> uh, if only we didn't look so good, I'd be upset. <laughs> well, I don't think we're going to get that distraction. I think we need to make our way through that weird cubby hole under the sink. Yep. I think I'm really tired of smelling this anyways. Yeah. There is still probably stuff that you can inspect within the porta potty a little bit. I look in the toilet. Thank God the toilet has nothing in it that you... Well, nothing that you don't expect, but also nothing that you might sadly expect. <laughs> good, 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 good. How about the sink? The sink, all there was about the sink was this weird door underneath it. You don't even know if the sink actually works. Uh, it, again, doesn't seem that interesting. I kick over the garbage with my really nice shoes. I don't recall mentioning garbage. Heck! <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Paper towels? Yeah, yes, there okay. is a paper towel dispenser. There we go. Let's check the paper towel dispenser. We kick it. 
look, obviously it's empty of paper towels. Like, that's just a given. But if you stick your hand inside it, you can feel something taped to the inside. And it is, while not yours, a mobile phone. Oh, heck yes. What, um, what does the background screen, what's the wallpaper on it? Okay, it's kind of creepy. The wallpaper is the inside of this porta potty. Oh, you, I hate it. It's, yeah, it's not fun. <laughs> oh, dear. It's not password locked, so you can just look through stuff. It's got a contacts list that seems to be entirely made up of people at your wedding. Okay, uh, hopefully this belongs to your mystery friend or else they stole it from someone here. You shake your head, you move on from the contacts list, and you go to the files. You find five documents and one video. I want to watch the video on mm. mute. All right. Absolutely, that's a great idea. You can mute it, you can put on subtitles because it's a fancy phone. Uh, it's a very good decision because nothing really happens for the first 30 seconds. Again, though, it is inside this porta potty. Nothing's happening, just someone recording a wall, and then about 30 seconds into it, according to the subtitles, the holder of the phone starts screaming, just screaming absolute bloody murder. Help! Somebody help me! It's about seven minutes long. You don't watch the whole thing, but what you do see, they show no signs of stopping. They also show no signs of like anything actually happening to them to make them scream. They're just screaming. Uh, well, to refresh my myself from that horrible video, uh, we pop hmm. out and we go to the camera, we take a quick selfie, and then we set <laughs> that as the wallpaper. Oh, I see, I see. Uh, what did the document say? Or can we, is there like a quick summary hmm. maybe for what the documents say? Too easy, because uh, they're all blank except for their names, the titles of the documents. When you open them, the titles show up in big letters across the screen. So that's all you got. They are weird. They don't make much sense. So let's go alphabetically. The first one is called Any Stranger Crime Watch. The second one is called Fear No Other Road. Fear No Other Road. The third one, Great Safari for Wet Sundays. <laughs> The fourth one is called Surf, Ski, Go In, In, In. And the last one is called Try to Invade All Eastern Hobart. I feel like this could be, like, what are those really edgy bands that likes to do weird song <laughs> names? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would listen to any Stranger Crime Watch any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I would also definitely listen to Great Safari for Wet Sundays. Yeah. Uh, no love for surf ski, go in, in, in. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're weird. Like, if they are song names, they are definitely songs, that, not songs that you remember from the King Solvers playlist. <laughs> Part of me really wants to, let's go look at the contact list, and specifically, we're going to go look for Scott uh, King Silver. Hmm. Uh, yeah, this is interesting. You look under... Uh, both K and S, and you do indeed find Scott's name and number in there. Not only that, this phone has previously sent a message to him, and not all that long ago, maybe a few minutes before you got here. It's another weirdo. It says, Will Emma run them up, Buttercup? And did he reply? No reply. 
And again, all they're doing is their warm up right now. So if that's a song title, I guess they ignored it. So you don't know what that means. Uh, internal self, uh, I'm debating. Should we send Scott a text that says either any stranger crime watch or uh, great safari for wet Sundays? I was definitely thinking we should send him a text with one of those things, and I'm rather partial to Great Safari for Wet Sundays, since <laughs> both of them seem like nonsense, so. Yeah, the only discrepancy I would consider is, like, the Any Stranger is the first one. Mm, but that, but they're in alphabetical order. Ah. Let's go for the safari. Um, So we start, click, 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 and text that message to uh, Scott. All right. You give that a go. You pick that file. You send that one to Scott, and then you peek out through your little hole to see if he gets it. His attention goes to his phone. He does. He sees it. And then he whirls around, and he barks an instruction at his band members. He calls out, one, two, three, four. And then they start playing a swingy jazz tune, which has some interesting lyrics. Oh. oh no, this isn't great. Um, it just says, Alright guys, it's gift time. It's time to open some gifts. Everyone look for gifts. And all of the guests sort of prick up their ears and then they start saying, Oh, really? O already? But but where's the couple? Where's the couple? They got this. Oh no, they are looking for you. They are actively looking for you now. Oh, this this was not good. Why did that happen? Why did sending that make that happen? Oh, no. So the only thing I'm thinking is because that song started with a G, maybe G means gifts. Oh. So maybe we should send him Fear No Other Road because maybe F will be fireworks and he'll set off the fireworks. Or food. And people will mm. meander to the food table, thus getting out of our space. Yes, also yeah. a good idea. So let's try that. As you go to do that, you think, oh... This might work, this might be a good idea, and you sort of feel like maybe you're on the right track with this, but you want to be absolutely sure about what happened, because who knows, maybe whatever you select is going to actually make things worse somehow. So you want to be absolutely certain of where the people are going to be sent. Especially because if F is fireworks, mm. then they're going to look for you. No one's going to set off the fireworks without the bride That's and true. or groom. So that point, hoping... the search might rile up. It would be food. Just send them to the food people. Food table. Food, food always distracts food people. Food would make a lot of sense, but you you want to be sure before you mm. uh, before you send them anywhere. Because if you get it wrong, you'll lose the game. We'll have to find new guests. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get kicked off. You and the Zoom call. Oh, that's very short notice. We get locked notice. in the escape room forever. In the porta potty. Yeah, <laughs> in the porta potty forever. <laughs> Surf ski go in in in. Sign in table do we think that one leads to that what's giving you that impression in 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 well <laughs> sign in <laughs> okay so i just i don't know if this is a coincidence or if i've noticed something but if you look at the words great safari for wet sundays gifts is the first letter the g then the last word of the word safari then the first letter of the next word, then the last letter of the next word, then the first letter of the word after. It spells out gifts. So if it's the same logic, then it would be any stranger crime watch would be A-R-C-W. No. Oh, A-R-C. Arch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, for a minute there, I was like, I solved 
solved it. Then I was like, ARCW. <laughs> nope. I didn't solve it. Oh, my god! You should have seen how many times I did that while writing this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me write these okay, down. So one is arch. Fear no other road is food. Ah, not fireworks. Nah, As not fireworks. he hoped it was food. <laughs> what about try to invade all eastern Hobart? So that'll be... Toilet? That's toilet! Uh-oh! Don't do that one! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we send everybody to the bathroom. <laughs> we only have the one porta potty though. <laughs> A queue forms. Okay, so do we, what should we have everybody do? Should we have everybody do go to food then? Like, is that a, I think the food is a good way to distract people. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's, you do that at this time in a wedding? I can't remember, it's been so many years. What is time? Yeah, they're all hanging out, having hors d'oeuvres. You know that even if it's not technically food time, it's what everyone's thinking. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah never That's the only reason that food. people go to weddings anyways. So. The food and drink, yeah. <laughs> and love. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. We love food. All right. Uh, yeah. yeah, we send Scott that text then that says, Fear no other road. You send fear no other road to Scott. Then you peek through your gap and you wait. And his eyes go down towards his phone and he abruptly cuts off the band from their gift song. He turns around. He gives them another command, and then they pick up their instruments again, and they start a totally new jaunty tune. Do, do, do. Come on and get your food. It's now the time for food. Don't wait. Grab a plate. You're in the mood for food. <laughs> in the mood for food. Am I going to have to write all these songs? Are, are you, was that not your plan? <laughs> I'm going to have to write all these songs. Well, as it turns out, everyone is definitely in the mood for food. Every single one of the guests' ears prick up, and when they hear this instruction, they move. They swarm. They are grabbing, they're sniping, they shovel things into their mouths with their hands. And best of all, they are not paying any attention to the porta potty. Okay, so let's slip out the secret door, bid goodbye to our pantyhose, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and go set off some fireworks. Yep, that's the plan. You gently push open the little secret door. Ew, ew, ew. No eyes are on you. The food and the music is distracting them completely. So you tiptoe out. All right. Now, the problem is, you want to get to those fireworks, that would involve running straight past everybody. And even though they are food-hungry animals, they're still not that stupid. They will see you if you do that. You do a bit of an analysis of the area, and it looks like the only place that you can really go where you can be guaranteed to be unseen is across to the left through the red carpet beginning, the sign-in book around the electronics, and then maybe a good next goal of a hiding place could be inside the present tent. How does this electronic equipment stand? Um, Does that have some cover? You could maybe duck behind it for a quick moment, but you wouldn't guarantee it too much. You've got a little bit of time, you reckon, before they start getting sick of food. So you can spend a bit of time actively looking at this stuff on the way to the present tent, if you like. Right. You just know that once you get to the present tent, if you can get inside that, that will give you a good reprieve. Okay, let's do that. Okay. All right. So... You can walk past things, you can inspect them more later, but just for now, looking at that present tent, it's a zip-up, and the zip of the door is currently closed. So, okay, you grab onto the zip to open up, and it just gives a full zzzz, and you just stop, and you go, oh my god, this nice, relaxing sort of wedding music 
does not even nearly cover up that noise. If you try to open up this whole thing, everyone's going to hear it and they're going to think, oh, I guess it was the time for presents after all. They are going to come this way. Oh, my God. Yeah, you you got to, if you want to get in there, you've got to make them not hear you. Okay. Yeah, maybe if the band were heavy metal, but <laughs> as a wedding band, it's just not cutting it. Oh, heck. Um, how, how far off the ground is this tent? Can we, like, I don't know whether it would be too visible if we did it, but can we kind of, like, go down and try and crawl maybe underneath, like, lift the bottom of the tent? Annoyingly, it's not that sort of tent design. It's one of those ones, it's got, what do you call them, all around the outside. Stakes. Yes, those things. Uh, yeah, it is all around the outside. It's not very liftable. So you cannot just go under it. That would make this easier. Okay. Well, I would like to run back to the sign-in sheet, mostly to just check the names that are there, look for anything out of the ordinary, and if possible, flip to the very end of the book and draw a penis. <laughs> Most important thing to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you go to the sign-in sheet. Oh, it's actually just one big piece of paper. Oh. So, uh, yeah, there's no back page for it. So, well, if you're going to draw it, you're going to draw it prominently. Yep. It has the signature of, as far as you can tell, everyone as they've arrived at the wedding, guests, the band, the, even the guy who delivered the porta potty uh, it's got everyone, not just the guests. Some of whom you recognize, but a lot of them must be Blake's friends or just people around town. It's a small ceremony, you thought, and yet you have surprisingly few of your own family here. Oh, well, uh, the only signature that is not on it is yours. Call it crazy, you felt a bit uncomfortable signing stuff today. What do we think, internal brain? <laughs> How are we feeling? Because I'm stumped on the tent. Yeah, I, I had my puzzle-solving moment of the heat. I know! <laughs> I drew a nice little bow on my tent. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Do you want to check out that electronic equipment table? See if anything there? Maybe we'll find some, like, maybe like a knife? Ooh, Maybe yeah. it'll be less loud than a zipper to just stab the way <laughs> through. I like that. Yeah. I'm the part that likes knives and fire, so this is good. <laughs> So you head over to the electronics equipment. Now, it is all in this one big black case, kind of like a suitcase, but, you know, the dimensions of a granite bench. You can see that sneaking out from the back of it and going towards the band, there are some cables, but uh, wherever they're plugged in is sort of deep inside the case. And if you tug on them, they seem very firmly attached in there. You attempt to get the lid open. It doesn't budge. And then you notice there's a funny little device attached to the side that is a lock. It consists of not numbers, not letters, but a colorful array of buttons. You've got red, blue, green, yellow, black, and white. Clearly, you have to press some combination of them to open this thing. It doesn't look like all of them need to be pressed, and it does look like they can press more than once if you need them to. You also notice that underneath one corner of the lid, a tiny scrap of paper has gotten caught. You've managed to tease it out, and on it is written the word passcode. But that's it, because there is a very noticeable rip right underneath that. Is this black case liftable? Can we look underneath to see if like, the oh, rest no, of the it paper... Is massively heavy. Okay. And... <laughs> I press 
all the buttons at once. <laughs> uh, you press all the buttons at once and nothing happens. Bow, bow. That was good. Any of the cables, do those have any corresponding colors? No, they don't. That's fair. They just look like they are purely functional to keep the band's sound going. There are still more, that, more uh, items that you are able to observe. Was it the bowl of sanitizer that I included that you definitely prepared for? <laughs> no. <laughs> the red carpet? Yes. Uh, yeah, we will run over in our uh, bedazzled high heels, undoubtedly. Yep. So you can only stick to the very beginning of the carpet. Like mm-hmm. You can't run up and down the whole thing, but that's okay. It's long, it's vibrant, it's uh, mostly clean. But there was some rain before the ceremony and it made its mark. Most guests arrived after it stopped, so their shoes didn't get muddy enough to leave any residue. But those who arrived early made quite a bit of a mess. And you're going to see an image of exactly what sort of mess they left on your red carpet. And yes, for people at home, you can see this image in the show notes below. But Tracy, do you want to describe what it is? I don't really know exactly how to describe it, but I'll do my best. Um, We see an image of, uh, unsurprisingly, a red carpet. Uh, On the bottom of the screen, you see a wide variety of footprint shapes. You see your more, you know, traditional heeled shoe shape. You see some very fancy pointed toes. You see some, like, boots. Um, And you see some diamond shapes. I would really like to see the shoe that produces these diamond shapes. that's a heck of a shoe. Anything you want to add, B? No, you really covered them. I was mostly distressed by who is coming to this wedding wearing like their hiking boots. <laughs> I've, I've seen that, okay? I've seen it. <laughs> they get removed. Oh. Are we familiar with any footwear that starts with either R, B, G, Y, B, or W? Ah. Quite possibly. Like, I mean, some of those Birkenstock. are easier than others. <laughs> Um, but glass slippers thankfully <laughs> very little of that uh is necessary for this room oh good I yo who wore their <laughs> boots um are we able to safely access the bandstand or is that still would we uh, you will seen? at the very least they will definitely see you if you were to right. do that that's fair that's fair and, and knowing this band they'd then probably immediately be like one, two, three, four. Hey, everybody, there's a person coming. Look at them standing right in front of me. It's the bride, it's the groom. Go and get them. Like that. You yeah. Because that's just who they are as a band. Or like the directionality of the footprints, because we got some folk that are going, everybody's kind of angled uh, to the right. Yeah, which is where the guests ended up in their little clump. So that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we can we check underneath the seats, see if there's maybe like something tight? taped to the bottom Do of the seats. Do we go over there, though? That's close to the people. Yeah, they're a bit too far forward for you to look at. Can we look underneath the carpet? You bend down and you lift up just the corner of the red carpet and, at first, nothing unusual, just some fresh green grass and a bit of mud from the light rain, but over near the far edge, you spot a piece of paper, crumpled like it's fallen out of somebody's pocket. You flatten it out and you see there is a clear rip mark across the top and it's got words on it. It's got two like dot points. Uh, the first one says, make alphabetical. And the second says, keep on me at all times. Okay, well, I don't know what to do about the last part, but black, blue, 
Yeah, black, blue, green, green. red, white, yellow. Yeah. Yeah, so that seems fair. That's definitely alphabetical. But it doesn't account for two things. One, it doesn't look like all of the buttons necessarily need to be pressed, which makes it a bit difficult. Uh, and two, what about that second step? Keep on me at all times? I just want to press, like, one button. I press the white button because <laughs> I'm wearing a white uh, dress. You, you press it and nothing happens. What, what do we keep on ourselves? We don't even have pockets. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, I mean, you didn't write this note. Oh, the person wants to keep it on them. Why would they remind themselves to keep the note on them? And then leave part of it in the... And lose it. Yeah, and, like, leave the little crumpled bit in the, in the black case. I press the black button only. <laughs> Doesn't do anything. <laughs> it's probably not going to be the sort of one that you can just trial and error your way into getting. Heck. <laughs> Can we cross-reference the writing to the writing in the sign-in book? That's not the worst idea. You probably can a little. You do find one. It matches the name on the sign-in book, Samantha Thompson, and that just clicks in your memory. You go, oh, of course, that's the name of the sound engineer. I knew that. And uh, it turns out she uh, arrived bright and early. She was the third person to arrive at the wedding. Unfortunately, you have no idea what she looks like. She was the third to arrive. She's a sound engineer, Samantha Thompson. Can we figure out, like, which set of footprints would be the third based on layers? Like, I think the ones that are kind of blobby feet shaped are probably the first. The flip-flop ones. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. They're, they're flip-flops. And then the, the boots and the diamonds are some boots. of the last ones. Yeah. So what exactly? Just just for our, our our listeners at home, what exactly are you are you doing as you as you try and figure out which is the order for these shoes? I'm trying to figure out which, like looking at, because you can kind of see when you look at this image that the shoes, like the footprints, are layered above each other. Like you can kind of tell which ones, based on which ones have another layer of shoe prints above them. And visually, mm. our character is just like. Like, squatted down, like they've got their head low as possible, <laughs> like face basically to the carpet, like, okay, so like this layer, this layer, we flip open the bottom of the oh, carpet, yeah. like, nothing there, we look back at the shoe prints. <laughs> but yeah, you're on a good track. A good shoe track? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like a shoe track. That's the alternate word for footprint. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I think that the, the flip-flops are the bottom and the diamond ones are the top. So it's either going to be the boots, the white ones, or the fancy shoes. So wait, when we determine this, do we look for like, do we look at everybody's feet and then be like, hey, this person's wearing boots, and then we pull them from the humans? What, what, what is our angle with this? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hoping that I'll look at this and then something will come to me. <laughs> Valid. I think the boots are the third one. And for like a sound engineer, you somebody like that doesn't really have to show up all fancy or anything. Like their job is to set up the sound and then eat your food, probably. That's yeah. true. That does make sense. Can we see if we take a quick glance at the crowd if there's anybody who's sticking out with their informal shoe wear? 
<laughs> All right, you look and uh, to your surprise, you do see a couple of people uh, wearing boots. And then can we kick them out of the wedding? But yeah, so one rude. pair, of, <laughs> but one pair of work boots does stand out amongst the rest. One because it looks like they match the shape of these footprints just extra perfectly. Uh, for another, these boots are green. And you look up and you look at what you believe. Okay, that must be Samantha Thompson. And yeah, she's dressed kind of eccentrically. So her boots are green. Her hat is also bright green. She's got a short white skirt. The buttons on her coat are yellow. And on her finger is a single blue ring. Blue, green, green. What comes first? Y or W? White, yellow, blue, green, green, white, <laughs> yellow. I knew what you meant. This feels like you are so close to being on the right track. This was what you did in the yeah, playtest. Yeah, you've done what's called doing exactly the same mistake as Billy in the playtest of the room. <laughs> it's a very valid thought for a mistake. It's just not the solution that I have in mind. How, how did you come to that, that conclusion of those buttons? Alphabetical. And the colors that are on her. Mm-hmm. Mm. But alphabetical in what way? Like, the, you're thinking, we're thinking the color alphabet. Maybe it's the alphabetical for the item of clothing. Green for boots. And then yellow buttons. And then green for hat. And the ring uh, was blue. Blue for ring and mm-hmm. then white for skirt. So green, yellow, green, blue, white. The lock opens. Hey! Yay! We have one brain cell that works well. Thank you, brain cell. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Nicely done. One combined brain cell. True definition of one combined brain cell. <laughs> <laughs> you swing open the lid of this electronics case. Mercifully, it's quite quiet. Inside, there's a whole lot of stuff you don't understand. It looks very expensive. Uh, it's got buttons, it levers, it's got holes that require external attachments. The only clearly labeled bits that you definitely understand are ones that are labeled volume. We crank the volume, not to the max, because that's unreasonable and we don't want the sound to clip. <laughs> but like just before it hits the red where you can still feel the ba- like the vibrations from the bass. You push all of those levers almost as high as they go. You turn the dials almost to the maximum. And all of a sudden, the band's all of its things just are pounding. It is unreasonably loud. The sound isn't clipping. There are no horrible screeches <laughs> happening or anything like that. But it is definitely distressing. Like people over at the food table are covering their ears. The band is looking around trying to see what's going on. You probably don't have a huge amount of time before they manually go to fix it on their end by turning down their speakers. But... You do have enough time to get over and unzip that present tent without being heard. Yeah, yep, we do like a roadie run, like where we're like half squatted, half running. So like, oh yeah, 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 totally comfortable. I don't think there's anything that feels more like a scene from a horror film <laughs> than a person in a wedding dress that's stained from climbing out of a toilet. <laughs> Crouch running across a field into a like yeah. Oh wait till I mean wait till we get to the next bit. Please note the wedding train is wrapped around our waist so it's not dragging. Oh okay, that's fine. That's very normal. All right, you make it into the present tent. It's got heavy top walls and this zip up door. You leave it a little bit zipped open so you don't have to go through this again. But on the inside, 
There is a mat that covers the entire floor space almost. There's a little bit of a gap over at one side. Uh, it's a tasteful beige and it's got a pattern of squares on it. A six by six pattern. And it's off to the right of this mat that uh, you see the long table of presents. All 11 presents are perfect cubes. They were all boxed and wrapped by the same expert hands, it looks like. Yeah, wonder which backstage producer did that. You go to examine them, and the presents themselves, they don't look particularly interesting. You do find a piece of paper nestled amongst them. Uh, in pink writing, it has the words, Put the gifts in their marked places. You have no idea what that's referring to yet. If we lift a gift up off the table is there like any like little x's underneath on top of the table no the table is spotless okay brain can we somehow make 11 gifts fit, fit into a six mm -hmm. by six square i mean very easily because that's 36 little squares <laughs> <laughs> we look under the table nothing there just round <laughs> Heck. Just dirt. Why would you think you need to look under stuff? That's ridiculous. <laughs> what? We look <laughs> under the mat from the little corner that's not quite covering the entire floor. Yeah, just more dirt. Uh, now we have dirt under our nails? This is, ugh. Yeah, this... We're really living that zombie apocalypse look. You really, you really hope that you don't have a change of heart and decide to get married because <laughs> this is not how you want it done. The photos will be so bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, and also, while you're out, uh, wh while you're in here, you do hear the band has got their sound under control again. How's how's the crowd doing? What's the crowd up to right now? All right. Uh, you poke your head out of the tent just a little bit to find out. God, it almost looks like the crowd has gotten bigger. They are just all over that food table, which annoyingly means you can't get anywhere beyond the areas that you have already been. All of this back area is still places that you can travel, but you will not be able to get any further across towards the food table or further up as long as that crowd is there. Oh, we could always send people to the toilet, or one singular toilet. <laughs> I would love to hear the toilet song too. I'm sure it was eloquently written. <laughs> uh, annoyingly, the band, the, he, he looks like he has mislaid his phone now. It has fallen off the music stand. He is not paying attention to it. Too many things have gone a bit wonky now for that. So there must be something else that you can do. Besides, who knows how many of them would actually obey an order to go to the toilet right now. <laughs> Between us, now is just the band, right? Like in like the direction of the arch? Definitely the band would see you if you mm -hmm. went there. And the guests would also see you at the Right, stage. with the opening from the food. Should we do the, the sacrilegious thing of maybe opening a present and seeing what's inside? Oh, yes. It is, sadly, it's, I don't know, what's, what's a cube shape? A kettle. Oh, it's a kettle. <laughs> and based on picking up the other presents, you feel that they are They're all similarly all ordinary. All Everybody bought you a this kettle. This is why you register. Yes. Nobody communicates. Getting them to the toilet sounded like a good idea. Mm. It's just the toilet song just, isn't going to work. Yeah, the band isn't going to be helpful. Is there anything else that you have at your disposal that could help with this, though? A cell phone? You do have that. So you know that the files aren't any good because the band's not paying attention. <laughs> Play we... what, something with that loud screaming music? <laughs> throw a phone sound? at the porta potty and play the sound. <laughs> 
It was a video of someone screaming, oh my god, help me. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that's an idea. We'll just throw the phone at the bathroom. Play it. Play that video. Because we've got the 30-second of, like, we can hold yeah. it, we can throw it. Yep. And then get ourselves into position. Yep. You don't really want to get back into that porta potty. Desperate times. You open the little trick door. You get out the phone. You open up that file. You max out the volume this time. And in that 30 seconds before the screaming starts, you toss it in there and you rush back to the present tent. And a few seconds later... The scream just pierces the air. The porta potty makes it echo. Oh my god, help, please help, I need help right now. It sounds so desperate that even though they're obsessed with the food, every last one of the guests abandons the food table and they sprint over there. And the main door is locked. They don't know about this trick door. They have no idea what to do. They're rattling it. Someone tries to lift it. (laughs) They are very much distracted from the middle section. Oh gosh, there's actually somebody in that porta potty and they shake it. They're, everything is just going to slosh around. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh. Okay, but this is our moment. The band, are they focused? Because we still have to kind of like sneak by them. Mm. Yeah, so you take a look at the front area. The Scott, the singer, he has fixed all his problems and everything. He's just doing his tuneful swing into the microphone. He's looking. Like pretty much straight across the front area. The entire middle section, totally clear. He's not looking there. Nobody is looking there. But if you ran for the arch, he would definitely see you. So there must be some other separate thing that you'll have to do to get rid of him. Should we throw a chair at him? <laughs> we have many kettles. We can throw one of our many kettles at <laughs> him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, his band will probably protect him. <laughs> <laughs> So now we technically have access to the chairs in the basket of flowers? Uh, yeah, I mean, a bit of the chairs, okay. like sort of from the back. Like You won't be able to get too fancy with them, but you can see the backs of them. And the backs of them, as far as you can tell, pretty normal. Are we able to access like the food tables or the flower yes. bowl area? Absolutely. Okay. You can walk over there now. No one's looking at that section. Uh, which would you like? Food tables? Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of hungry, right, so. Yeah. Grab some whatever's well, left. It's been a bit of a massacre. Oh, that giant cheese wheel, it never stood a chance. And the audacity of all audacities, right in the middle, is the big wedding cake that just yesterday you went through massive pains to get from the store. And someone even tried to have a go at that. The big cake knife is sitting inside it, already cut. But someone must have stopped them before they actually grabbed a piece. Uh, we pocket the knife. That yeah, who only that? makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After licking off the cake, though. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is still your cake. <laughs> um, can we check out the, the flower petal? What is it, a basket? Uh, yeah, it's just a basket of petals quite full uh, sitting b- quite nearby you. Uh, to look at it, it looks pretty normal. And if we dig our hands in and go searching around? Uh, you dig through those petals and you hit ooh, something bit sharp at the bottom. Uh, You pull it out and, oh, it's a little plastic square, which Bill has been collecting. Just not not something that you'll have to use right now, but just good to be aware of as he adds it to his pile of shapes, (laughs) which I think he's now going to present to you. Ah. He's been collecting one per room. But uh, not only that, you keep digging and uh, you find something else. You find a marker. Uh, You remove the lid and you see that it's a bright pink marker. 
And inside the lid, there is a piece of paper curled up in there. It is called flowers. B, once that loads up for you, would you like to describe what you're looking at? Yeah. Five, six. It is a square that is six by six. Um, on the left-hand side, uh, going from top to bottom, there are the numbers 013511. And underneath all of that, part two, find wobbly. Um, in that pink marker that uh, undoubtedly that's what we just picked up. So I think that, yeah, there's 11. So the numbers on the side total 11. And I remember there's 11 presents. So I think that we need to line up the amount of presents with the number on the left-hand side per, for each row in the present room. But wobbly, I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah, it does seem to be telling you that there is a part two to this. What are things that are wobbly, though? Like chairs, tables. I shake the food table. The food table is completely sturdy. Not a single wobble about it. What else wobbles? Dubstep has wobbly music? I, I, that wasn't really our, our genre today. Well, yeah. If you did want to get a better look at the chairs, uh, it's a bit annoying to really mess with the chairs. You'd probably want to be from the front of them, like in the area where the band can see. Oh. You want full freedom to explore everything? you got to get rid of that band. Their singing is starting to become obnoxious. How do we get rid of the band? Should I just throw mm. a knife at them? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, well, throwing a knife would get rid of one of them. <laughs> but... The idea is that, like, I throw one, it stabs them in the leg, and then the teammates are like, oh, no, our, 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 what is it? Scott's been stabbed, and they all rally around him. That's fair, but then I'm sure one of them would go, who did that? <laughs> and then it would be a big pain. Oh, the authorities show up. There's been a stabbing at this wedding. <laughs> uh, no. We don't want that. <laughs> what if we turn their music off? Yeah, we, can we just cut the wires with the knife? You can indeed do that. Yeah. Oh, that must feel satisfying. Take... We're totally going to get electrocuted, yeah. but it's fine. <laughs> you take out that knife. Oh, don't worry. It's a rubber knife. Oh, oh no. Good. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> it takes us a oh, long rub... time. <laughs> You pull out your knife that you've had on your person. Looks pretty sharp. You head back towards the present tent and just through towards where the wires feed from the electronics case up to the band. And with a few deft slices, you cut through every single one of those wires. Scott's voice dies. His microphone is dead. The speaker's dead. Nothing is coming out. You hear all of the King Solvers just start yelling in a panic about what's going wrong and they start rushing in your direction. So you leap back into the tent for a mm -hmm. bit of temporary safety, but the front area is now clear. Yeah. As soon as the area is like definitely safe and none of those boy bands are going to see us, we will <laughs> run uh, towards those chairs. Fantastic. You can now do whatever you want to stuff out the front. Chairs. To look at them, yeah, nothing fancy. Just one long, neat row. No gaps except for the one where the red carpet goes through the middle. Can we, like, quickly wiggle each of the chairs to try and find the wobbly chair like just a quick little you know grab and shake yeah so uh the company who set up all of this stuff for you they must have put the chairs down like right at the start when it was still a bit wet because they're a little bit sunken into the ground so even if you sat on them you might not be able to feel a wobble but actively going through and feeling for wobbly legs eventually you do find one and in fact play around with that leg 
It's so wobbly, it can spin all the way off. And inside the hole it leaves behind, you find a second piece of paper that looks much like the first. So it's a six, it's a square with uh, six by six squares in it. Uh, along the top, the numbers uh, read one, two, five, two, one, zero. And then to the right, there's a long brown rectangle. For the table. Yeah, so maybe we need to organize the presence top-wise instead of sidewise. Six, because it, it equals 11 again. Now, I will so. say that what you're looking at now uh, is called a nonogram. Or a picross. Or a picross. And so uh, you are right. There is a way to put the presence in this square so that they fulfill the criteria of the left and the top. Yeah, so that's everything will be what true. I was wondering. Like, if you can, because mm. I no, guess, for um, example, like, you let you see zero on the top and then zero on the left. The best thing you could do is to draw out a six by six grid yourself so that you can then play around with it. I got you. And uh, you can talk through what you're doing as you go. So you can all, so we can work together along with the audience. Two, five, two. One, zero. Well, I definitely did not draw a grid. I just drew the numbers. Ugh, I guess I could draw a grid. I have a really ugly grid. Does that count? <laughs> yeah, it does. So, like, my heart wants to, again, like, you know those, like, I, I want to, like, reference, like, a be my chart or something where you got to, like, look at the top number, look at the side number, and they meet in the center. Yeah. But, like, does so, that like, still make sense? So, like, when 11? it says one and one. So you put... What I'm yeah, also kind means... of thinking is, like, if it says two along the top, I feel like there has to be two in that vertical column. Yes. Mm. And there also has to be the same criteria for the left column. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... so in actual fact, the zeros are the easiest because you can say, great, there's nothing in those. That's, that's true. <laughs> and then five is easy because you know it's going to be all the ones except for the zero. Nice. Mm-hmm. And that applies to both directions. Yeah. So you should color in those squares to show that you have put a present there. Oh, I'm going to do this in pencil. <laughs> I'm doing it in pen. No, no regrets. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we know that there's one in that one. So there can't be any other ones there or there. Yes. So as it's you were saying. It's a little bit like Sudoku. I hate it is. Sudoku. So once you've done those no! zeros, you know that the top the top uh, row doesn't have anything in it, and the final column doesn't have anything in it. And then, as you're saying, the fives are easy. You can fill in with those fives. You've only got five available squares left. Mm -hmm. And then you've like you've got all of the ones fulfilled yeah, already. A lot now. of those ones are already you know. Mm -hmm. So that second row, like you were saying, there's only one in there, and you've already put one in there. So you can cross out all the rest. You can put an X in all the other ones. So that's so a the, good next step is doing all the ones. Yep. And then for the three, it would be the row with the five and the row with the two twos because the ones are already fulfilled and the zero is already fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Nice. Okay. Here's my <laughs> terrible drawing. Beautiful. It's perfect. That's exactly what it should look like. And so what is it? Do, do, can you describe what your final thing looks like? Okay. So the top, the top, I guess I'll, I'll describe it going from the top to the bottom. So the top row is empty. The second row has one present in the third column. 
The third row has three presents in columns two, three, and four. The fourth row has five presents in column one, two, three, four, and five. And then in the fifth and sixth rows, they have presents in both of them have one present each in column three. Do all the do all the boxes open up and light up? They no. do not. Uh, so inner self, what does that shape look like? Like a cactus, a tree, a cat? I guess it could look like a Christmas tree. Or an arrow pointing upwards. Oh, we look up. Or I guess it would be pointing forwards. Wherever it's pointing in the tent, I poke yeah. with my foot. Cool. So, ooh, you suppose it's probably pointing to, on your grid, the combination of the zero across five down section, right at that little square there. Uh, so, yeah, you give your foot a little poke of that area, and look, the mat is matte. The ground underneath is just some dirt. Not particularly firm dirt, either. We look at our nails, we look at the dirt, and then we start digging. It's a shame, but you know what? Sometimes these things have to be done. Your fingernails, uh, you start digging. Eventually your arms, somehow even your face, everything gets the dirt on it. <laughs> but after you dig for a little while, you find something that is buried down here. Something that has clearly been, been left deliberately to help you. Huh. Okay. What you find is a steel cable... It's quite hefty, and it's a few meters long. At one end of it, there's a hook, and the other end is sort of looped around a small wheel. And you recognize this is a pulley. Is it attached to it's anything? It's not attached to anything. It's just loose. You can sling it over your shoulder and take it with you. Okay, let's take it with us. Mm. Does our memory remind us if there were any string lights outside that were expertly strung so we could use the <laughs> pulley and swing along them? <laughs> no. Heck. Should we go to the fireworks then, inner self? Yeah. The way these fireworks work, it's not like a cartoon box of fireworks where oh. it's a wooden crate with the things sticking out yes. the top, sadly. That was exactly how Billy drew them in the playtest. Yeah. The way these ones work is it's just basically a hefty black box and it's got a number of different components, compartments to it and facing out towards like the top of your picture, presumably, the empty rest of the park, not the, not the wedding area, uh, there's a little chute, which is where the actual fireworks should come shooting out. And on the opposite side, the side that's facing your wedding, you find a little compartment that has a fuse uh, so apparently this one gets lit manually, and if you look in to where the fuse goes, it goes right into the center of the box where there's a compact block of flammable powder. So the idea is that the fuse gets lit, the flame goes down to the center, and that powder, along with the fireworks itself, they will all light. The powder, like a gun, will have explode and force the fireworks out. That is what you can see of this mechanism. I think the first thing we should do is turn the box towards the people. That makes sense. You give it a go. This box, oh my god, it is the heaviest thing you have ever felt. It is heavier than that electronics box. It, it's got a handle on top, but you try to pick it up by the handle to even swivel it around. It's not budging. Is there anything that we can attach nearby so that we put the hook around the handle and then use the pulley and the power of physics? 
Fortunately for you, this arch is not one of the ones, it's not made of plant. It is a (laughs) solid steel frame that has been decorated with plants so that you can't see the ugliness underneath. It is a hefty arch. It could do just that. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. You loop the hook around the fireworks box handle. You loop the entire pulley around the arch and you start pulling. And with the little wheel spinning, oh, so much less effort. Physics is amazing. Uh, The box lifts. You can swivel it around. You can raise it just a little bit so that it goes a tiny bit above people's heads, not right into their faces. Of course, of course. Hmm. And yeah. You get it into what you feel is a good position, close enough to cause pandemonium, not so close that you'll actually kill anyone. Mm -hmm. And then you circle the cable around like one of the steel legs of the arch so that everything stays put. Now we need fire. Mm. All right. I think the band section, somebody was smoking over there, I think. Yeah. Maybe there's a lighter. Somebody was smoking over there. You duck over there. You check to see how the band is doing. They're over still by the broken cables, arguing whether Samantha, the sound engineer, can fix this or whether duct tape will do. They're not. They have no idea what they're doing. So you investigate their belongings, and you do indeed find a lighter. Is this our moment? Light the fireworks. Grab the certificate. Also light it on fire, and then run. All right. You grab the certificate. You start to light it on fire. It's fancy paper. It burns a little bit slowly. You also light the fuse. Yeah. The fuse gets towards the middle and then drops off. It's a bad fuse. Oh, no. It's not going to hit the powder. The fireworks are not going to go off at this stage. The fuse was a dud. What do you do? Light the rest of the certificate on fire. And then... Uh, and then and put then it in the, in the, the, the gunpowder section in the center block. The still, you take the still flaming wedding certificate uh-huh. and you desperately try to curl it up into a small thing okay. and you shove it into where the fuse was supposed to go. Some of the guests at this point have backed away from the porta potty. At any moment, they will turn around and they will spot you, but it is too late for them to do anything. Bang! Bang, bang, (laughs) bang. Fireworks, pure white light engulfs you. The noise pummels your eardrums. Fireworks fire in a straight line down the red carpet and explode right in the center of the square. They shower smoke and sparks over everyone and everything. Everyone is shrieking. You think they're ducking for cover, but you can't really see them, which means they can't see you. Blood pumping, you turn around, You duck under the rope that's cordoning off your square of the park, and you run. We take our shoes off first because, wow, they hurt our feet. Oh, yeah, you can't run in those, obviously. But you've done it. That's the end of the escape room. (laughs) Yay! Escape This Podcast is part of Consume This Media. Head to consumethismedia.com for all of our podcasts. And make sure to tune in next week for Podcast This Escape, where we'll chat with our guests about this escape room.